0: Welcome to the podcast, New Work and Sustainability. My name is Nicole Helmerich. I accompany leaders and teams to connect and co-create meaningfully and to grow, bringing themselves and their business forward. I help organizations to transform in a sustainable and people-centered way. Let us think organizations as a living system. In this podcast, we'll explore cutting-edge new work practices and sustainability practices for your organization, for your team, and for you as a leader. In this episode today, we talk about Play It Forward, Play in Organizations, with Nancy Beers. Let me present my guest. Nancy Beers is the founder of Happy Game Changers. Her personal motto is, change the world one game at a time. As a keynote speaker and play facilitator for corporate teams, Nancy develops and shares seriously playful and empowering views on teamwork, creativity and strategy. If this sounds too dry, you've got the wrong end of the stick. Laughter, empathy and energy are the hooks with which Nancy charms and engages her audiences and clients. She deploys the power of games to show not tell you why play and playfulness are an absolutely essential tool for changing our world. Before we get started, let us check in. Why? This helps us to get here, to get present and get focused on what we would like to do today. Try it out with your team. Besides getting present, it is also a wonderful way to get to know each other better. We do this check-in with three hashtags today. And my three hashtags today are hashtag new work and sustainability expert, hashtag passionate about play, and hashtag play for teen. And my hashtag favorite song today is Tromae, with the song Santé. Welcome, Nancy to the show. What are your three hashtags today?
1: Hey, welcome, Nicole. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, Stormé is awesome. Yes, I love that song. Um, uh, my three hashtag of today is hashtag play it forward, hashtag serious play, and hashtag play hard, play hard.
0: Wonderful. Thank <laughs> you for sharing. <laughs> Our topic of today mm-hmm. is play it forward. Yes. What does that mean for you?
1: Maybe some of the listeners know that the movie Pay It Forward, which which it's it's a wink to, to that one, of course. I heard it first from Hannah from the Play 14 community. And I love the idea of adding more playfulness in the world and invite others to, to share that playful mindset around them. Because I think in a polarized world that we're in right now, play might just be... The thing, the thing to to get together and solve problems and feel better about ourselves, about our well-being, about teams, about working together, about living together and taking care of this earth. So playing it forward for me is bringing more playfulness in the world, and by that crossing bridges, bridges and um, yeah, make this world a little bit better. And it sounds very big, maybe, but that's why I. Well my slogan is do it one one game at a time. So <laughs> small small baby steps to uh yeah to change things for the
0: better. That's so important for this for this time that we are in right now. Mm-hmm. And um this morning I I heard an interview from the Sesame Puppet Player Elmo uh from German TV mm-hmm. because it's 50 years of the Sesame Street in a German TV today. Uh, those days and um he said um with what he does he's trying to bring out the inner child um, of all of us and yes. um, and this just came to my mind when you <laughs> talked about that um how about um, play how do i imagine gamification when i want to use it in organizations how do you do that
1: Well, I give this talk about the power of play and how to uh, use it. And I end this talk with three major tips. And uh, the biggest tip that I give everyone out there is start small. It doesn't have to be a big major something. It can be as easy as uh, we could play a game right now where I ask you, uh, please, Nicole, build me a tower on your desk. So we're in, in different countries, but you can build a tower on your desk. And while you're building this tower, when you have finished, I can ask you, okay, so what does this tower uh, tell me about how you are feeling today? Or what does this, if if we take it to an Agile, uh, because I also work as a Scrum Master and Agile Coach, uh, what does this tower tell us about the communication within our team? Or what does this tower tell us about our latest increment, the latest uh, uh, product that we released? So that's a very, very easy way to get people start uh, playing. Uh, So start small. And there's a lot of information out there. Just um, don't make it like big board games that take up three and a half hours and play with the whole company. Just starting your team with small creative ways to have another check-in. Yeah,
0: Just a small little change that can have other changes follow right mm-hmm. so a small little intervention a small little sequence that can then grow incrementally i like that idea that's wonderful
1: i also for instance use tag when i'm in an online meeting so i tap my camera uh with my finger so i'm i'm tagging the next person like that and people always tend to smile because they're like oh she's actually tagging other people uh while doing this uh this meeting, so it's it's in very small things where you can bring out a little, a little bit more playfulness within yourself and your team if you work with a team.
0: How do you attack with your camera? Just just stick just stick your
1: camera. So with your finger, you just go to you move to your camera and you put your finger on your camera. Please clean them first because otherwise it will get smutchy. Uh, <laughs> and just say, okay, uh, uh, Nicole, it's your turn now, and then, so just tap your camera and. And you're tagged
0: Right. That's a wonderful movement how to like also create interactions mm-hmm. in, a, in a remote and a remote setting. Um, so you have been using games, you have been using series games, you have been using uh, play in, in online and in mm-hmm. offline settings. and um, maybe we could start with the offline settings since we're venturing back into the offline quite a bit now. Um, so maybe you want to bring in um, an example, a case, something that drives you, um, something you would want to share um, some story when you worked with a group, um, some specific game of sorts. Um, and then maybe afterwards, we could go to a remote setting and see what the difference Ooh.
1: is. Oh, I have to. I, yeah. Um, well, I, st- I started with using games in the workplace after visiting my very first play 14 in amsterdam i think 2018 from that moment on i have collected around 150 games that i can play in a, in a business setting one of the all-time favorites oh there there are a lot but um the one that i c- it's hard yeah, to choose right it's choose, indeed. <laughs> i love playing happy salmon but Uh, You need uh, something for that, Uh, the the game Happy Salmon. But I also really uh, like games where I don't need extra material for. For instance, uh, there's this game called, there's more than one name for it, uh, Reversed Musical Chairs, but I also like to uh, uh, call it The Queen or Queens and Zombies. Let me explain. So you have, let's say 10 people in the room and you have 10 chairs divided somewhere in the room. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, people in the room uh, is uh, the queen or a zombie. And queens move around slowly, right? Queens don't run. Queens wave uh, and uh, they, 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 sh- they, I don't know what, what the English word is, but they walk slowly through the room and the queen is moving to the empty chair. And the other players, their assignment is to uh, take care that the queen does not sit down. A while back, I added the zombie uh, um, narrative to it, which also kind kind of fun because zombies also don't run. Most zombies don't run. <laughs> uh, when when the zombie sits down on the chair, uh, you all turn into zombies. So that's not a good thing. So we have to take care that the zombie does not sit down. How do you do that? You uh, come up from your chair and sit on the empty chair so that the zombie cannot sit down on that chair. It sounds like a silly game, but what you see is that people, I tend to say that when you uh, when you play a game with a group of people or with a team, you put a looking glass on that team. So will you will see in an instant how well they are able to work together, how they communicate, who's in the lead, who's the official leader, who's the unofficial leader, um, also, it shows you a lot about relations. So when you're doing one on one coaching, you coach on the person and when you do team coaching, you coach on the relations uh, and not on the on the people yes. themselves. Um, and when you play a game like this, it will all immerse within no time. Uh, it will all sh- it will all be revealed because people will show their primal behavior in a game setting most of the time when I play this game. Within seconds, the zombie or the queen will sit down in a chair because people are not working together yet. Uh, so then I ask them questions okay, how can we do this smarter and better? And and they will come up with some sort of strategy uh, where they can um, make sure that the, the zombie or the queen is going to move around a bit longer until one of the people in the room will drop the ball because of stress because of pressure because of oh my god the, the 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 queen is sitting down or the zombie is sitting down um and that's it's a perfect way to reflect on the real world okay so what happens when we uh, come under stress what happens when we are not communicating what happens and when we are not working together so uh, it's a very very easy game it's easy to play um all you need is is space and chairs but it's It shows a lot about the team, the communication within a team and how to improve. So that's one of my all-time favorites, yeah.
0: That sounds like a great game. So you are, as a facilitator, you obviously walk people through with specific questions. You do different rounds and Mm -hmm. then there is the debrief, I I assume, and... um, then you're trying to transfer it, um, to their, to their work, uh, mm-hmm. setting. So, um, if you think back when you did that with groups, what were the kind of learnings or insights people had, uh, with playing this game? But then also with you asking the questions, going through a debrief and helping them like allocate this into their work mm-hmm. setting.
1: I played games, uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, one of the things that I got back there was, oh, I thought this was just a fun game, but when you have asked the questions, (laughs) uh, coins dropped, so to speak. So uh, it was like, oh, but now I see what's going on here. Uh, So most of the time it's awareness revelation. It's like, wow, but this is what happens in, in our real work as well. Also that playing games and having fun uh, or uh, um, yeah, playing together is not always about fun. Uh, and that was one of the biggest things that I learned myself last year. I did a course on Ludo didactics. Ludo is the Latin word for playing and didactics is the English word yes. for didactics. Playing is about frustration uh, because it's about overcoming obstacles. Um, uh, There are different ways to say what play is, but playing is the voluntary attempt to overcome self-chosen obstacles. Um, If you look at uh, a teenager playing on their uh, gaming console, um, that doesn't look like fun. I don't know if you have any teenagers in your near surroundings. It looks like warfare. It's like they're screaming and <laughs> yelling at the, at the screen and yelling, cussing. cussing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, the fun is in actually overcoming those obstacles. And that to me was, was, was the biggest learning, uh, for myself and also the biggest learning that I tend to teach groups. Playing is not about fun. It's about frustration <laughs> and uh, learning from that and failure, a lot of failure. There's, there's so much failure going on in games. And that is something that we have to relearn to be able to to dare to fail and to have the courage to fail and learn from it.
0: Oh, yeah. And to have that space where you can, can experiment with that, yes. right? Um, to have that space in your team, to have that psychological safety, to have that leadership that allows for it, uh, that self-organized team that allows for it. Yeah.
1: And I, I never play with children because they already know how to do it.
0: <laughs> they're pros, right? <laughs> they're
1: pros at, at failure, yeah. <laughs> but they're also pros at learning. And, and that's, um, if people say, well, I'm a bit hesitant to play. Um, it always saddens me a little bit because I'm like, Yip you know that this is the most powerful tool that you've been known how to do since childhood. Please reuse that (laughs) because it's so, it's so powerful to play. Yeah.
0: It's really powerful. Yeah. And it's also really powerful as you described to, to bring in new insights for, for how you relate, right. To other people, how you work with other people and, um, also how you can trust yeah. or um, to discover that you don't trust maybe um, also that's sometimes a discovery right in a team. and i really <laughs>
1: like the most popular TED talk of all times of uh, sir uh, ken robinson uh, uh, who sadly passed away about the fact that yes. um, when we go to school we learn how to uh, think from our neck up right and learning can be so much more powerful when you use your whole body. And um, there's a lot of fun fact, I'm very a spiritual, but uh, I do believe that you can learn with more than just your head. Uh, Because if you really embody your learnings, it will become so much stronger. But we are so um, drilled uh, to just use our hands and also in school, we get scored on a personal level. And then we come to the workplace. And there we have to work together with with teams. Uh, That's a weird contradiction, because we 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 have to score individually, and we are uh, perceived like individuals. And then we come in the workplace. And then it's like, yeah, and now work in the team. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's also a thing that we really need to relearn when we enter the workspace. And especially, young people now entering the workspace having had a really hard time in working two years from home uh, and not being able to uh, get acquaintance with with their new reality of um, um, working together with other people uh, i think um, we, we need a lot more play there as well to help them with that in that department
0: definitely and what you just said uh, i really share your thought about how learning is much more powerful when it doesn't only remain in your head where the whole person is mm-hmm. there and where your emotions are added where your soul is um engaged where your whole body with the movement is is there and then there's energy that is created in the room there's uh we're such much more than just talking in our, our <laughs> yes. brains right so uh this is just very powerful and i think what you just touched upon, this can be really helpful also for for the folks who have suffered from um, isolation in pen, in the pandemic and um, are now coming into the workplace. And um, but I mean, not only for those folks, for for everybody, I think tapping on on this whole view of what we mm. are can be much more powerful uh, and much more joyful. Also, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and the science is backing it. I mean, if you if you look uh, at all the science that is out there and about what playfulness does with your brain, what I'm organizing an event later this year, it's it's only in Dutch, unfortunately, for the non Dutch speakers. Uh, And I have a neuroprofessor professor there who's going to talk about the effects of playfulness on your brain, what it does with uh, neuroplasticity, plasticity. Oh, that's also nice. Tongue twister. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. There are so many studies on what it does with your with your overall health that I'm still baffled that people ignore this and say, "Yeah, but we have to get serious because this is work. Let's stop that. Let's just truly really stop that because we are more innovative, we are more effective, we are more healthy, we are better at our work, we are more." Uh, capable of coming up with the real solutions that the, that we need right now, if we use play in the workplace. So work hard, play hard. Definitely. play hard, play hard.
0: Excellent. And specifically, if you think about complex problem solutions, mm. right? If if you if you have complex problems that you face, um, play can be the game changer for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is was a reason that I called
1: my company Happy Game Changers. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we needed uh, to to come up with, we are facing problems that we have tried to be solving for decades. And when you continue doing what you're doing, you'll probably get what you got, right? Freely to, uh, I think it was Einstein who said that. Let's try a different route. Let's just... Change things and look at it from another perspective. Let's maybe also Definitely. put some more femininity at the top. But that's not a difference. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That all that all brings in also the thought of the importance of, of diversity Absolutely. and of, of how to bring in diversity there
1: in a the broader sense of Very the word. Important. Because diversity is, of course, not only about race gender or anything else but um i'm also um working on a project to um, um, uh, create more games for people with disabilities um i will be visiting berlin this june hopefully to uh, make my debut as a um reverie team handball reverie at the special olympics where I will play Yay. with, uh, uh, yeah, with all, all handball players around the world with a mental disability um, uh, because play matters uh, for people to help them have self-esteem and uh, grow as a person and feel seen, feel heard uh, to join in regardless of, uh, of uh, what type of diversity box you fit into
0: yeah great project yeah kudos excellent we've talked on play and and gamification face to face on site quite a bit um how was it for you during the pandemic and also there's still many and there will still be many teams working uh remote uh totally remote or hybrid um what do you do with them how do you help them
1: Hmm.
0: um being a
1: 100% extrovert, uh, pandemic was hard. It was hard, to, uh, and on a lot of people. But um, I really missed my herd, and missed groups of people to, because that's the way I charge my battery. So I started experimenting a lot with people from the Play 14 community, with people from other Playful community. There's this really, really lovely initiative called the Global Play Brigade. I really love that Uh, these are uh, theater experts, uh, uh, therapists and people like that uh, of all sorts that uh, started playing online with other people uh, for relief for to have fun together in an online setting. And they do amazing work. So I really, I really love what they're doing. And I've been playing with them as well too just figure out, okay, so how is this gonna work? And I figured out that you don't need a lot of extra tooling. Uh, I don't know how about you, but I cannot see another Kahoot quiz ever in my life again. I'm so sick of talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if you you look at uh, improv theater, for instance, uh, of course, theaters also play yes. music is also play. Um, I studied conservatory and business informatics. So I'm also a music teacher. And music is also playing, uh, you can do a lot with that. and You don't need extra software or, or difficult tooling to actually have a playful time online. So make coming back to my tip earlier, make it small start with small steps. And there's so much information out there if you just Google it on improv theater uh, exercises that you can perfectly do online in a in an online setting with other people.
0: Yes, I can. I can say plus one. Um, oh. I'm a big improv fan, and oh, I've played improv cool. for many, many years. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, Hmm, mm-hmm. how could we do this online? How could this work out? And I had so much fun and so much laughter trying this out and doing this online too. So yes, um, I really also like your idea of just um, see and test it out and, and see what's happening for the things that you've once done um, face-to-face. Uh, how can you convert them and in, in, in a playful way to see hey, let's fail forward. Let's see, is this working or is it not? And how can we adapt it? Um, also with the idea of uh, wanting to, to learn and to grow, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just the learning experience yeah. with failing forward. And there, <laughs> there,
1: are, there, there are things that work like a charm. Like uh, if, if I can give an example, is silly yoga. So uh, we just uh, uh, pretend that we are in a yoga conference and it's called silly yoga. And uh, uh, well, yoga has a lot of, uh, uh, a yoga move can be about stretching. It can be about, it probably has some weird animal name. Uh, uh, So let's, uh, for instance, what I do then uh, is, okay, uh, grab the the upper side of your screen and pull yourself up five times. And uh, I I call that the uh, pull up monkey. Uh, And uh, just invite other people to come up with different various yoga moves. And you can just play that for two to three minutes. But you will have people off their chair, have them moving around so that their brain fluids will also start flowing again, right? Because sitting is the next pandemic. (laughs) Uh, We really have to stand up and move around more to keep ourselves healthy and sane.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. And that's just a very short game every team can play whenever you have a meeting, right? Come on, get yep. off your chair. <laughs> Two, three minutes, and just
1: just play uh, I've seen the thirsty mule and I've seen the apple picking bear. I've seen the I've seen them all and it was it's so much fun what kind of things people come up with. And also, uh, if you talk about I, I've heard you say psychological safety earlier, people can go as far as they feel safe to go, right? Because I'm an extreme extrovert, like I said earlier, so I will do crazy stuff. But you are in the safety of your own office. And if you just want to make smaller movements, or uh, um, you can uh, can go as wild as you want to yourself. So you can um, protect your own borders in that. So I think that's also a very nice thing if you use improv, that people can, uh, like I said, protect their own safety in that.
0: That's a very important um, element, and also if uh, if we're coming in as facilitators, we make sure to do that too, right? To create that uh, space of safety. Uh, you said um, games or playing a game, play playfulness can show a lot of things about people in a very short time. But uh, how do you do that as a facilitator to make sure to have that? psychological safety how how to how to ask those questions what do you do to make sure
1: uh, first off any group of people that i play with i tell them up front playing is always voluntarily so uh if it's unvoluntarily, it's not play so if you don't want to play for whatever reason i mean i can imagine that someone has strained their ankle for instance i play a lot of Uh, fairly physical games uh, and they have strained their ankle and nobody knows Uh, that could happen that's okay or uh, you have a newborn and you've been up half night and and you just are happy that you that you made it to the office and just want to sit and drink coffee that's perfectly fine Um, so I always invite people to if they uh, uh, if they want to play please join Uh, if uh, if you don't want to play perfectly fine. What I would would love to ask you is to obs- to have the role of, of uh, observer then, yes. And tell me what you've learned. So in that way, you still have people involved. But they can take their space to to step out of it and, and don't join in on uh, the game itself. Um, so in that way, um, you don't leave people out. Uh, but you do leave space to uh, not get them involved in the game itself. So that's one of the things that I do to uh, make sure that it's stays safe. And sometimes maybe I'm a bit um, uh, a bit bold about that. But sometimes it's not always unsafe to have people out of their comfort zone. Yes, and sometimes we mix up safety with comfort zone.
0: Ah.
1: And um sometimes playing is not safe. And that's okay. Uh, So I also embrace the fact that people get uncomfortable while playing with me. Uh, As long as you take good care, check afterwards, are you okay, uh, as a facilitator? Um, Because yeah, um, if you if you want to learn something, sometimes you have to go, Uh, I play this game the change game where I ask people to change things about themselves. Uh, people get angry with me when I play that game, when I facilitate <laughs> it. Yeah. Because I say, let's change 10 more things about yourself. And they're like, aren't you crazy? And, nope. And somehow they, they, or they tag along or they just step out of it. And they're like, "Right, uh, that's okay. I'm not going to take this any further, which is perfectly fine. Uh, because I can use that for the debrief as well. Okay. Oh, so yeah. what, what, what made you uncomfortable? What happened? Um So, a little bit of an unsafety, like I said, safe space is 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 something else than
0: comfort zone. Definitely, stepping out of the comfort zone is is so important for us to to get to know ourselves better, to learn to row, right? And if we always stay like really close, I always imagine this as a stick, like the comfort zone. I'm I'm tied to a stick, and then if I venture out of that of that inner area, um, then I'm like unleashing and, and and going free, right? And I can learn so much more. Excellent, yeah. interesting point. Yeah.
1: And I think it's a utopia to think that every place in the world will always be safe. Um, and maybe that's a bit of a bummer idea, but this world isn't always a safe place. Yeah. Uh, so we also have to build resilience uh, to be able to uh, to hold yourself up.
0: What else comes to your mind before we're running into the closing part of this uh, of this episode um, that you would like to share with us today? That's very dear to you.
1: There are two things that that come to mind. First thing is why I play because a playfulness is something that comes so naturally and so primary. And somehow I I figured out okay, but this is this is what what I want to do with my company. Uh, that's probably because my dad. Uh, made play uh, playgrounds so he all over the Netherlands there are playgrounds that he built I founded my company on the 7th of January that's almost four years ago uh, It's his birthday because uh, I wanted to build on his work and uh, uh, spread more playfulness. My sister is also doing this in healthcare now because she's a nurse and she uh, yeah she uh, she has founded the company play with Care. Uh, so she what I do in IT businesses in corporate uh, uh, surroundings she does in uh, in healthcare and we are working together a lot as well now and I think that's a that's a lovely thing that we are playing together to uh, change the world one game at a time uh, second one is what I also f- learned about myself and why I do what I do the last couple of years basically is I am not diagnosed but I'm pretty sure that I'm I have fall into the category of neurodiverse brains. It's not that weird that gamification helps me with, uh, for instance, my dopamine levels. So that is something that I'm also very interested about, uh, is how you can use gamification to um, uh, make sure you cope with this weird, bouncy brain uh, um, um, throughout your life and work. Uh, So, yeah, the the whole neurodiversity is also something that I'm very interested in lately, and also how does that combine with gamification and uh, um, neurotypical brains and how does that work together and um, how can you explain it to to, uh, other people
0: there's a lot of research also that you could do like hands-on where like researchers could accompany you in your work that that would be uh, that, that I'm like, I mean, I'm still active in, in teaching at university. So I always like venture back to those ideas that would mm, be wonderful mm. to combine doing play with, with research. Excellent. Um, what's your takeaway from this conversation, which has flown by very fast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's to
1: happen. Yeah, I can talk about play like 24-7, I guess. Oh, wow, my major takeaway. I really love the conversation. I really, really and yeah, I'm, I think the, the fact that we touched so many separate subjects and it went all different ways tells you all, also a little bit about my bouncy brain. Um, I hope it made a little bit of sense, but my major takeaway is I, I might even make things smaller and have an, and tell people more about and give them more tools to use in their day-to-day work
0: yeah little hacks little learning hacks Uh like the tagging and
1: these are little things that i just do naturally because i do it a lot but i tend to forget that these are the tips that people actually can take away and work with tomorrow so yeah maybe i should uh write a blog about it.
0: <laughs> Definitely because that's also like my one number one takeaway is small things can really change loads and you don't need much for that so I'd really encourage you on that one and the second takeaway is the reflection about how to go out of the comfort zone and how and how play can make you go out of the comfort zone to learn something and um Yes, if people uh, like to know more about you and your work, where can they find you? Um, Most of the time, my
1: my main to-go platform will be LinkedIn. So you can find me at LinkedIn uh, slash in slash Nancy Beers. That's the easiest way. Um, I tend to have a last name which uh, sticks with people who speak English. Um, So it's uh, easy to uh, remember last name. Otherwise, you can go to my website, happygamechangers.com And these are the major ways to uh, find me or reach out to
0: me. Yeah. Excellent. We will make sure also to put those into the show notes and thank you very much, Nancy, for joining the show today. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having, uh, for having this lovely talk. Thank you very much. And if you like what you have heard, tell me about it and recommend the show also to your colleagues and your friends.